This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking. It's the show about the most interesting people and stories of Mississippi. Hey, today we're going to sit down and talk with Dr. Sarah Fawcett and Denise Lafferty, Chief Operating and Strategy Officer with the Mind Center, to talk about their new research study achieve and they're currently con- what they're con- currently conducting plus michelle well actually no michelle won't because Mel, michelle is not well today but she is here she just can't talk but i will talk about the latest headlines in the weekend roundup and if you'd like to be part of the show today you can give us a call at 877 mpb ring that's 877-672-7464 or you can email me at marshall at mpbonline.org hey stay tuned this is now you're talking on mpb think radio Donating your change to MPB just got better. Visit mpbonline.org slash support. Change donors are now change sustainers with instant benefits like passport streaming video and home delivery of our fine-tuning program. If you'd like to give a set amount every day, now you can. Donations are charged directly to your card, which means you can earn points and a tax deduction. Visit mpbonline.org slash support and become an MPB change sustainer today. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. All right, welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. This is the cold and flu edition of the show. Actually, I feel okay. Uh, Michelle is on the other side of the glass, and I hope she stays there because she is sick as a dog. She sounds like she has been graveling, I mean, gargling glass. Bless your heart. Just nod twice to the folks at the radio. She just nodded twice. She says hello. I tell you what, we have a great show ahead of us today. Speaking of health, um, I, I, you know, I, I'm kind of fascinated with what's going on between the ears these days. I, you know, I don't know. I guess having a dad who had Alzheimer's, um, you know, you tend to start thinking about, well, you know, I need to take care of my mind. And we have a couple great guests today. We've got our guests are Dr. Sarah Fawcett. She's the audiologist on staff at the Mind Center at UMMC. And Denise Lafferty is the chief operating and strategy officer with the Mind Center as well. Uh, they're here today to talk about some amazing research and a study that they're currently working on and conducting called Achieve. And we'll get them to tell us a little bit about that. Of course, they're going to talk about the study, plus uh, may even have a chance to participate with it as well. You could have a chance to participate in it. I might even need a chance to participate. I don't hear well. I bet you didn't know that. No. Yeah, Michelle didn't know that either because I never listened to her, so she should have figured it out. Anyway, but um, we're going to bring them in in just a second, talk about a few of the headlines that are going on out there. I hope you had a good weekend. Thank you for being part of the show. Um, my weekend was just incredibly boring, you know, just plumber and stuff, stuff like Oh. Did I mention plumber? Yeah. Okay. I have been married for 25 years, um, which means that I, I'd like to think I know what I'm doing a little bit on the marriage front, but here's a, an unwritten rule in our marriage. Amy and I know that as soon as we go out and buy something, we got a little bit of money, came in, great. So we went, oh, we went and bought a mattress. I mean, how exciting is that, right? You're thinking, wow, Marshall, you're just a big spender, right? So we did that and, and we got a really good deal on it because I know this may shock you, but there are a lot of places that sell mattresses for, on sale. I know, who would have thunk it? But anyway, so I got that. And so we had a little extra money left over and I said, hey, hon, let's go out and buy something really cool. And she's like, what? And I said, how about a gigantic television? Ooh, right? Yeah, because, I mean, we had a big TV, but I mean, I wanted a really big TV. So we went and bought a big TV. So, and as soon as we paid for that big TV, I looked at her and I said, something's going to break. Always happens. Never fails. So anyway, we get home. And and as you know, I have a dog named Pip the dog. If you follow any of my social media, you know that she is quite, um, well, she's just a very interesting little dog. We'll put it that way. She sits on my shoulder like a parrot. She bosses me around. She's my favorite thing in the world. I love her. But she's my wife's dog, and I'll be the first to admit that. But anyway, sometimes she's vindictive, right? So we walk in the closet, and I feel a wet spot on the floor. And I'm like, all right, Pip, good job. Thanks. We get it. All right, you're mad that we left. You, you went to the restroom on the floor. I was trying to think about what word I could use on the radio, so I just went that way. And so I mopped it up. Great. Come back about two hours later. The spot's bigger. And I thought, 
all right, dog, stop it. So I'm like, you know, rubbing her nose in it, which I didn't do, but I almost did. So I, I'm okay, wipe it up, come back a little bit bigger. The spot's bigger. And I'm like, um, hey, I, I, this is not good, you know, because it's not the dog. Because at this point, if it had been her, she would have just been a pile of dust and fur because there's no way that dog could have held that much water. So um, we said something's going on. And, of course, you know, I live in central Mississippi. Our soil goes up and down and up and down. If you've ever driven on the roads around here, it's called Yazoo Clay. Yazoo, I think, is, I think it's the devil's soil. I think that's what that means. But anyway, um, you have not lived until you had some guy jack up your house, which tends to happen here. But that was, you know, I was thinking, oh, great. Okay, so I have a crack. I must have cracked a pipe. I'm thinking $25,000 because that's the number I always go to when I think of plumbing problems, right? So I call up the plumber Sunday. Call the plumber. He comes out. I was shocked. And it was the guy who owned the company. And he'd been out before. He'd done some plumbing stuff for us. I knew he was a good guy and trustworthy. Uh, come to find out, it was not Pip the dog. It was a busted water pipe in my wall. Thankfully, in the wall, not in the slab. Turned out to not be $25,000. But, you know, it was like one of those situations where, number one, the Ramsey rule was in effect. You spend the money. You're going to end up something. Something's going to break. So we just we just vowed. Okay, we're not going to buy anything nice anymore. We looked at the boys. You're not getting any more Christmas presents. No more nothing. We're not going to spend money because something's going to break. Number two, I could have just completely freaked out when it found out it was the pipe thing. And I, you know, like I said, my brain goes instantly to twenty five. I don't know where I got that number, but it just boom right there. But instead, I just took a breath and said, Okay, what do I need to do? I said, I need to call plumber. Then when he figures out what it is and it ends up being $25,000, then I can panic. But until then, I'm not going to do it. I, I mean, I got done. I just looked at my wife and I said, I feel like such an adult. And she said, no, don't give yourself that much credit, you know. But, but I, I tell you, I mean, so much stuff that it seems like we go on in our lives. It's like, oh, we freak out before we even figure out what's going on with it. And it was, yeah, I mean, I was just grateful that it turned out not to be too bad. Um, and got to go to Monroe, Louisiana this weekend, too. So that was exciting uh, for all of our listeners in Monroe. I think our signal probably gets that far because, you know, we are very incredible. Memphis to Mobile. We're all over the place. Um, track meet. Drove five hours to watch my kid run five minutes. Yeah, I know. I'm just glad he's not a sprinter. If he had been a sprinter and done like 10 seconds for five hours. But that's the stuff you do for love on your kids. So um, the weather, by the way, if you hadn't noticed, the weather has lost its mind. Um, speaking of the Mind Center, maybe we can get a little bit of a call on that. Maybe we can get Mother Nature, Mother Nature checked out. Unbelievable. Okay, so over the weekend, you know, I mean, last week it was, what, 85 degrees, back sweat, everything else. You go out there now, your back sweat will freeze. I mean, it's cold. It was actually snowing this morning on my car. There's little specks of, I think, yeah, that it could have been tree dandruff because I've noticed the tree. Because seriously, go out in my car right now. Everybody, we're going to take a field trip. We're going to walk out there and look at my car. Yellow dust on it. So Mother Nature is dumping pollen on us, and it's going to supposed to be 24 degrees tonight. It's just nuts. So... Yeah, and you wonder why Michelle is just nodding at me right now, because it is like cold and flu season. Unbelievable out there. Um, quite cold. So I tell you what, though, but enough of all that, because absolutely nothing was discussed of importance in the last five minutes. But I want to let you know that the rest of the show is going to be amazing, because we have a couple of very special guests. And we're going to take a quick break. And as soon as we return, we're going to welcome those special guests, Dr. Sarah Fawcett and Denise Lafferty from the Mind Center. Stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking only on MPB Think Radio. Whether traveling through Oxford or Tupelo, stuck in traffic in Jackson or Meridian, or cruising along the coast in Biloxi or Ocean Springs, MPB goes with listeners wherever they go. Your company's message can go along, too. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting to find out how. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I am your host, 
a very warm Marshall Ramsey because I have my jacket on. So very good. Nice in the studio today. Of course, cold outside. Hope you're staying warm. By the way, um, the proverbial thoughts and prayers going out to our friends over in Alabama and Georgia had an absolutely horrific weekend weather-wise for them. Lo- several long track tornadoes. Um, you know, in Mississippi, every time we see something like that, you just think there, but for the grace of God, go I. I know. Um, you know, over in Columbus right now, they're still recovering, too, from the tornado a couple weeks ago. So anyway, just wanted that. And one personal note, and I forgot to mention this in the last segment, is that my son came up to me in, on Friday and said, Dad, guess what I'm taking next year? And I said, what? He said, I'm taking broadcasting. So I was like, wow, can I go take that class, too? It might help me. It might be good. But anyway, I just want to let you know there's going to be another Ramsey on the radio. So that'll be kind of scary, to say the least. Look, I tell you what. um, you know, your hearing means everything. It really does. Um, I don't hear well. I, I'll be the first to admit that. I lost part of it in high school. I had somebody throw a firecracker off by my ear, got to do the testing inside the soundproof wall. And do you hear the noise? No, I don't hear that. So anyway, so today's show means a lot to me for a couple of different reasons, because they're great guests. And I'm just glad they're in the studio. We have want to welcome Dr. Sarah Fawcett, who's they're both in the studio and Denise Lafferty from the Mind Center. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Number one, congratulations on the work that both of you do. Thank you so much. Yeah. And um, I guess we'll just go ahead and get into study. Or before we do, why don't you just both tell us a little bit about yourselves? Oh, just, I mean, either one. Sure. Um, This is Denise. And I have been living here in Mississippi for almost six years. Oh, you're a newcomer. I am. I'm 22, so I'm a newcomer, too. Oh, my Lord. Well, I am settled in now. um, But I came from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. um, followed some family here, and uh, then heard about this opportunity with the Mind Center. And um, I am really enjoying working with the Mind Center. I lost my mother to Alzheimer's, so it has a special place in my heart. Yeah. Yeah, you sure. and I were talking about that. I lost my dad to, mm-hmm. to Alzheimer's too, and it's um, for anybody who goes through that. And they always said that, you, that when they told us when dad was diagnosed, they said this is going to be tougher on you almost than it is on him. And, that is very true. Yeah. I think it is so hard on the families, and so we try to offer a lot of support for the families in addition to the patients. And for that reason, I applaud you as well. Um, what was the one thing you noticed about Mississippi when you first got here? How friendly everybody is. They really are, aren't they? They are so friendly. You know what sure. I noticed? The automatic opening doors open slower here. I kept running <laughs> into them. I had to slow down. So anyway, but it's I'm hysterical. so glad you're here. Six years. That's great. Thank and you. Well, Dr. Fawcett, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I am an audiologist. Mm-hmm. I got my degree at East Carolina University. Cool. So I'm originally from North Carolina. I've been here for a little over a year. Okay. Um, by way of Portland, Oregon, which is where I finished up my training. So wow. So a little... All across the country. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, what was your first reaction when you got here? Of course, I mean, you had some southern time. So. Yeah. No, so, Mississippi is not very different than North Carolina. The food is so good here, Isn't it great? Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was, I, I'm not kidding you, I gained 40 pounds in six months. I'm at 25. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's great. <laughs> so, um, I, I was trying to, what, what interests you in getting into audiology? Uh, so, I've always just been interested in folks with hearing loss. Um, yeah. I started out in undergrad doing uh, sign language, so I actually got my undergraduate degree in sign language and then decided I wanted to do more of the rehabilitation, Um, and so I went back and did audiology, and I've been very interested in research, so I got my PhD at East Carolina as well, Um, and I just, I like... I like having a field where I feel like I can actually help people. It's not all doom and gloom. Right. I can have people who are excited to come see me, and I can actually do positive things to improve their quality of life. So, Well, good. Really I, good. And I can't wait for you to tell us a little bit more about some of the things you get to do. And we'll do yeah. that in just a second. And I guess, Denise, just tell us a little bit more about the Mind Center. We've had you on before. We've talked about the Mind Center. I think what you do is absolutely brilliant, but um, I think everybody else needs to know that, too. Well, thank you. So the Mind Center was started in 2010, Mm -hmm. and we're a national leader in Alzheimer's research and clinical care, and we're at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. And so... The Mind Center was started by Dr. Tom Mosley, and we are so fortunate to have him at the helm of our organization because he is well-known throughout the world, actually, for his research in brain aging and cognitive decline. Well, I mean, just, and we're going to really, I want to talk about the Achieve Research Study here in a half second, but let's just touch on Alzheimer's for two seconds. Um, How 
far are, I mean, how close are they to a cure? I've read like several books because you can, when you go through it, you suddenly want to understand what's going on. And it seems like everybody just kind of goes around and around and around. It's like they think they might know what it is, but nothing seems to be, you know, there's medicines that slow it, but there's nothing that seems to cure it yet. How close are we to finding out what's causing it and what's a cure? There is definitely light at the end of the tunnel, but we're still a ways off Mm -hmm. from having successful treatments Mm -hmm. um, for the disease. Um, The research that we're doing at the Mind Center is looking at the risk factors or the causes for the diseases. So our hope is to find ways to prevent Alzheimer's and other types of dementia before they occur. And that would be a blessing for sure. Uh, No kidding, because, I mean, you could technically have it and not be showing symptoms. What are some things? I'm, I'm 51 years old. What are some things I should be doing in my life that, you know, because I'm at risk because it's in my family, what are some things that I should be doing to take care of myself that would help? A key thing to think about is that heart health equals brain health. To get oxygen to your brain. Absolutely. That's right. And so everything that we have learned about things that we should be doing to keep our heart healthy will also help to keep our brain healthy as well. So exercise, good nutrition, not smoking, um, all of those things can help to promote brain health. Okay, this is going to go off, maybe off the scientific path just a half bit. I've heard about like cutting back on sugar might help too. Well, our research has actually found that diabetics and mm-hmm. pre-diabetics are at higher risk okay. um, to develop Alzheimer's and dementia. So anything that you can do to, first of all, prevent um, becoming diabetic. Um, and once you have developed it, if you do, then you want to do everything you can to keep it under control. Okay. Yeah. So definitely the healthy diet part mm-hmm. Absolutely. is a huge part it's of this. Huge. Okay. That's great. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Chief Research Study because, I mean, this was something when we talked about putting the show together, I was thinking, okay, this is stuff that I never knew that went together. So tell us a little bit about it. Well, um, so Achieve is looking at uh, cognitive decline in folks who are older and right. have hearing loss. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, a lot of research that has told us that there's a relationship between hearing loss and cognitive decline. Oh. Um, and you know, there's some, we're not really sure what causes what it's probably more of, they both are causing, um, you know, effects of hearing loss are also things that can affect cognition. So things like social isolation. So when people have hearing loss, they tend to withdraw. Um, they don't go out to dinner as much. They stop going to Bible study, things like that. And and we know that that social isolation can increase cognitive decline. Um, we know that, when folks have hearing loss, they tend to um, have a higher rate of depression. Yeah. And and we know the effects of depression on the brain and, and how that can affect dementia as well. Go on, just touch on that real quick. I mean, if you because there I've, I've seen studies like with nuns, for instance, and the ones that did not have the head depression down the road were the ones that were more likely to get Alzheimer's. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Can you sure, think that? Sure. Well, <laughs> a couple of things. So first of all, um, depression can actually mimic the symptoms of Alzheimer's or dementia. Mm-hmm. And so something that we screen for when a patient comes in to be evaluated in the Mind Center Clinic is de- is depression. Right. Um, and sometimes if that is treated, then the memory loss or the cognition issues may improve. Right. And so in addition to that, as um, Sarah was saying, social isolation, which kind of goes hand in hand with depression, can contribute to cognitive decline. And so that's certainly something that you want to be cognizant of with your seniors, um, keeping them socialized. Well, Sarah, talk a little bit more. I mean, it's Achieve is being offered in conjunction with who? I know because I know. Yeah, so Achieve is one of the research studies that we're doing at the Mind Center. Um, Dr. Mosley is the principal investigator mm-hmm. of that study. Achieve stands for the Aging and Cognitive Health Evaluation in Elders. I knew so, there had to be something yeah. that it stood for. Okay. <laughs> so that's why it's been shortened to Achieve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little easier to get out. Um, and Achieve is investigating two different programs. Right. Um, so we are looking to see if either or both of these programs can have any effect on that rate of cognitive decline in our folks with hearing loss. Okay. So everyone coming in to Achieve has hearing loss. Um, and we're just looking to see if either a hearing program or a healthy aging education program um, can do anything to improve that 
rate of cognitive decline that we see. How many people are you following in the study? We have about 100 right now, a little okay. over. Okay. Um, now, Achieve is offered at four different sites across the country. So that's okay. just in Jackson. Okay. We've also got a site in Minnesota. Um, there's one in Maryland. And the fourth is in North Carolina. How did you get to be part of the program? I mean, I mean, obviously, they chose the different sites. So we are actually um, the same four sites that are involved in the ERIC study. Mm -hmm. um, ERIC is a longitudinal study that's been going on here in Jackson for about 32 years. Yeah. Um, we've got about 1,600 participants, I think. Wow. And so Achieve is a, an ancillary. We're just a, a part of that program, okay. kind of under that umbrella. Um, one thing that is new about Achieve that's different than some of the other ancillaries that we've done with Eric is Achieve is welcoming the general public that's not previously been involved in research. Um, so it's a really great opportunity for people who are out there and, and want to get involved um, that we've got this available to them. Uh, that is, how would people get involved? And we'll, we'll go back over that again before yeah, the end sure. of that. But I mean, how, if I'm sitting here listening right now going, you know, this sounds like something I would be interested in. Yeah, so we're looking for folks who are 70 to 84 okay, um, who are, you know, think that they might have some hearing loss, aren't using hearing aids or anything else to treat that hearing loss at this time, um, live close because uh, the, the study yeah. does involve coming to UMC. <laughs> um, so we want folks who are willing to, to do that. Um, English speakers, they live at home, not in a nursing home or anything. Um, assisted living is fine, you know, if they're right. mobile. Mm -hmm. um, and they would just call us. We have a, a lovely lady, Tamika, who takes those calls, and she screens everyone over the phone just to see initially if it looks like they'll meet our criteria. Right. And then they come in for an in-person screening where we do a hearing test, a cognitive screener, um, talk to them about what to expect for the study and all of that. Yeah. Um, and then if, if they're a good fit and we're a good fit for them, then they would start the, the research study at that point. Oh, that's amazing. How prevalent is hearing loss in adults? So in, in the population that we're targeting, which is that 70 to 84, it's two thirds. So wow. one in or two in three folks have hearing loss. As I'm sitting here with headphones on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, headphones are okay. It's okay. the volume of headphones that we were okay. concerned with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> These aren't very loud. I think you're okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, two out of three folks um, who are over the age of 70. So it's a very prevalent. And that's that's partial to complete, right? I mean, that's the whole nine yards. Yes, so, right. Okay. That's any degree of hearing loss. Wow. So, yeah. and of course, anything from, I guess, loud noises like gunshots and things like that. That's why it's important to protect your Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of different things that can cause hearing loss. Certainly noise exposure. So hunting um, without hearing protection or going to a whole lot of concerts yeah. and not protecting your ears. <laughs> Denise, oh. she's guilty of that. So noise exposure certainly can cause hearing loss. Then there's some genetic factors. Sometimes hearing loss just runs in the family. We see as people get older, you know, our bodies change and the makeup of the ear changes a little bit as yeah. well. Um, so sometimes it's just a natural cause from aging. Um, there's some diseases that can cause hearing loss, mm -hmm. some you know, childhood infections and that type of thing. Sometimes people are just born with it, but that age acquired hearing loss is what we see most common. Right. Um, and, and, and it's really hard when you get to be, you know, in your sixth decade to tease out all of the different effects of, of the things that are going on with our body. Right. So we can, we can kind of, suggest some ideas, which is no, normally noise exposure um, and just common aging. Right. Common aging. Common. I like that. Gosh, common, common aging. Yeah. Common aging. So that's what I'm suffering from is common aging. Uh, you know, we talked about some of the possible causes uh, on that as well. Earwax. Yeah. I can believe that. You know, just having boys, you know, sure. I mean, when they were kids and they're like, you know, of course, they weren't listening to their mother. And I was like, oh, well, maybe it's because then we and clean, they need their to ears. clean their ears. Yeah. And then they still don't listen to their mother. So, but <laughs> probably not. But, but your wax can actually impact it. Oh, well, well sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, ear wax is a good and healthy thing to have in our ears. It's yes. sticky. Um, it keeps critters from getting too far down because they'll get stuck. Critters. Critters. Yeah. yeah that's comforting. Yeah. So now I'm afraid to go to sleep. Well, I. All right. <laughs> okay. I don't want them to my ear. Mosquito nets. The, the skin in the ears, the ear canal is, is pretty thin. And yeah. so earwax can kind of protect that skin a little bit to okay. keep it lubricated so it doesn't get too dry and itchy. But um, 
And it's an antifungal. Our ears are, are dark and can be wet if you, you know, bathe or swim. And earwax can actually help to prevent fungus from forming. Um, but a, a typical anatomy of the ear is going to allow for earwax to form, dry out, and fall out. Right. But sometimes it doesn't work like that. You know, our bodies don't always do what they should do. Um, and so that's when earwax can build up, uh, you know. Q-tips are bad. I was going to ask you, what, what is your yeah. opinion of Q-tips? Because my doctors are like, no, no, stay away from the Q-tips. Yes. Nothing smaller than your elbow should ever go in your ear canal. So a Q-tip is way too small for the ear. What, it's about, what about somebody else's elbow? Uh-uh. No. Oh, no, no. Okay. no. Just <laughs> um, so what a Q-tip does, typically, you might use a Q-tip and see something on it when you pull it out of your ear and say, yeah, yeah I got my earwax out, but... Likely what you also did is push wax deeper, and the okay. deeper it goes into your ear, the harder it is for nature to work and for it to come out. Okay. So um, just rinsing your ears in the shower, bathtub, whatever, should be sufficient for most folks. Um, and then doctors are really great at removing earwax. So. <laughs> now, and my mother always said they were, I was growing carrots in my ears, but that's just a myth, right? I would think that's a myth, yeah. God, my mother lied to me. <laughs> no wonder I grew up like I did. Um, but general hearing loss is not going to be caused from earwax. Right. So okay. it can affect hearing if it's really built up to the point that sound can't get through it. Like you're like super gross at that well, point. Well, yeah. I like to not relate earwax to earwax to hygiene because okay. it's not always a cleanliness okay. thing. But um, Thank you. Yeah. Just, I feel better now. <laughs> But, but but yeah, usually um, hearing loss is related to the the other things we talked about, you know, and it's a problem deeper in the ear, yeah. um, in the organ of the ear, and not the the peripheral ear canal. But the the bottom line is, I mean, hearing loss does have a huge social and emotional impact, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more because that great music that we're hearing. <laughs> we that, gotta go. That means we're taking a break. <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break, like I mentioned, and when we return, we'll continue our conversation with Dr. Sarah Fawcett and Denise Lafferty with the Mind Center. Hey, look, if you have any questions or comments for our guests, give us a call. You might have some questions about your own hearing, and we'd love to hear that. 877 MPB ring. That's 877-672-6474. Or you can email me at Marshall at MPBonline.org. Hey, stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. MPB listeners pay attention to quality. They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business cares about quality customers, look to MPB. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting for more information. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, on this very chilly March day. Speaking of March Madness, God, the weather's insane. Look, if you're just joining us, our guests today are Dr. Sarah Fawcett and Denise Lafferty. They're both with the Mind Center. We've been discussing the new research study, Achieve. Um, but right now, though, because if you have any questions, just give us a call because this is really we're talking about hearing loss. And I mean, there's a lot of different topics we're touching on. And, of course, they affect all of our lives. And if you if it affects you, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-6474. And Rick has called in with a question. Hello, Rick. How are you today? I'm doing fine. I have a question about all oh, getting older and hearing less of the high end noise. Uh, we had three teenagers uh, in our home at one time, and they could hear higher-end noises that uh, my wife and I couldn't hear. And I'm curious, what is that about? Um, and does older people have to be mindful of, like, doorbells that they can't hear anymore? That's a great question. Thanks, Rick. Yeah, so um, typically age-related hearing loss affects high frequencies first. So you are going to see that decrease in understanding of higher pitches. Um and, and that is a very common thing. So things like doorbells, yes, if you notice that you're having difficulty um, hearing doorbells or even phone ringing, um, it's time for a hearing test <laughs> and talking with someone about what kind of options are available to, to modify your house so that you can see the doorbell ring or the phone ring. Great. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks for the call, Rick. Appreciate it. Of course, if you want to give us a call, it's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-6474. You know, we talked a little bit about protecting our hearing in the last segment. What are some other ways we can protect our hearing, and what are things that we should protect them from? 
So the rule of thumb is anything loud enough that you have to yell to be heard over is loud enough to damage your ears. So teenagers can damage your ears? Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yard equipment, you yeah. know, mowing the lawn, um, power tools, like we mentioned, hunting and concerts. Airplanes. Yes. Yeah. Well, airplanes are kind of, it depends. If you're outside the airplane, yes. Inside the airplane, you're probably okay. I, I try to stay in them. Uh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, like you said, anything that's over like 72 decibels or something like that. Yeah. It depends on the, the length of exposure okay. when we get down to the, the amount of decibels. So a really loud sound, a gunshot, just that, you know, millisecond of a gunfire can damage your ears right. because it's so loud versus something like a concert might not be quite as loud. So you can go through that a little longer without causing damage. But it's not a bad idea to put earplugs or cotton in on your ears if you go to a concert, right? Earplugs would be great. I okay. wouldn't recommend cotton. That's probably not going to do anything to really attenuate really? the sound there. Yeah. My mother lied to me again. <laughs> earplugs are muffs. Um, if you do go with the little spongy earplugs that go in the ear canal, yeah. that usually can be pretty discreet. Yeah. Um, just make sure you follow the instructions on the packaging to make sure you use them correctly. Right. Because there's times that people will wear earplugs and think I'm good to go, but they didn't really have them in all the way and didn't actually help. Or they them put them all. in sideways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I think it's an audiologist joke of going to a loud place and laughing at people's incorrect insertion of earplugs and then showing them how to, you know, <laughs> offering the two insertion. cents they didn't ask for and yeah. helping them fix and it. And they look at you, who are you again? Yeah. And why are you messing with my ears? So I always go yeah. with muffs because they're easy. Muffs, You okay. put them on the ears, they're good to go. Um, yeah, I took my son to Monster Jam last year and we had a family set of earmuffs to wear. Oh, cool. Very <laughs> cool. Right. Well, we got another caller. We have Sue from Beaumont. Hello, Sue. What's, what's your question today? I did like, excuse me, make a comment. Sure. I miss days when you could go to the doctor's office for anything, and they would uh, do a quick exam, cursory exam, say, uh, you know, take the tongue depressor and look in your mouth and say, okay, and say, ah, and they look at your throat, and they take the otoscope and look in your ears, and if you're diabetic, they say, take those shoes off and say, look at your feet. All this only took a minute, but, yeah, I have never, you know, people don't do, doctors don't do that more. Nurse practitioners has never done that. I miss the old-time medical system where a doctor would look at everything, give a quick look at your palpate, your abdomen, and just make sure everything was working okay. Well, that's a, that's a great comment, Sid. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Could, could, I, could I just say one more thing? Sure. Uh, it, I had cataracts until last year, and I noticed that when, as my cataracts got worse, my hearing improved because nature has a way of wanting to uh, – you know, when your eyesight got so bad, my hearing got better. It's like it wants to compensate. That's just something I noticed about that. Oh, that's a that's a great that's a great point. Thank you again for the call. Um, does that happen? I mean, the the compensation. I so g- I'm not sure about with a short term thing um, like cataracts, but we do know that sometimes uh, when it comes to our senses, if we are if our brain is deprived yeah. in one area, it will kind of rewire to to compensate for that. Yeah. So we do see folks who have lo- have long standing hearing loss. Typically, that section of the brain that was should be assigned to hearing loss or hearing <laughs> will kind of get reworked and, and do more with vision or somatosensory, their touch and feel. Um, so it does rewire a little bit. Um, any kind of def- deprivation from a sense can can change the function of the brain. For so sure. that's something I've seen a lot of research about brain science, about plasticity. Yeah. God, I can't say that word. But, you, but, but yes. the, you know, because I think the, the, the thought was early on that, you know, you hit like 20 years old, and your brain stops you're going downhill, but you actually can retrain, your brain can retrain even at older ages. That's right. Absolutely. And something that we recommend um, to our patients coming to the Mind Center Clinic is to keep their mind stimulated um, by crossword puzzles or other things that can challenge their brain. Which goes Mm -hmm. back to what you were saying about how hearing loss can cause, you know, brain loss because you're not going out and you're not stimulating your brain. Yeah, it can yeah. certainly change the, yeah. the structure and the function of the brain. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, we hear Dr. Mosley talk a lot at, when he talks about Alzheimer's and dementia. He'll, he'll say, learn something new. It's yeah. mm-hmm. something you can really do to help yourself um, to, to get your brain kind of figuring out how to rewire and, and do things. Well, so. I know as your brain, you, you know, obviously as it deteriorates and you lose those connections and um, you know, for instance, I remember my dad had trouble walking at, toward the end and so forth. And is that also because, I mean, we talk about what, coming from the hearing loss end to brain effect. But on the brain side, when you're does it affect the part of the brain that controls hearing? 
Yes. Um, And also, speaking of your father having difficulty walking, Mm -hmm. um, there are some gait changes as well that occur that can either be um, a side effect of Alzheimer's or dementia or can be a precursor um, to that. So some of the research that we're doing also includes evaluating the participants for their gait and any issues that they might be having with balance. That's amazing because there are probably Mm -hmm. there's a lot of signs out there we just completely miss. Mm -hmm. That's, That's very true. Yeah. Talking about the, I guess going back a little bit to Sue about how the, the family doctor used to do everything. Today, though, I mean, if you suspect that you have a hearing loss, and, and I mean, how do you, what do you, I'm, sorry, I'm sitting here right now, I'm listening and saying, this is a great show, and I don't really hear well. What do I need to do? How do you get it diagnosed? And, and what's kind of the process on that? Yeah, so I think that if, if you notice you're having to turn your volume up a little louder on your TV mm-hmm. or radio, um, you're asking what and huh a little more often yeah. than you used to, or if your family's telling you that they were calling your name and you didn't hear them, yeah. you know, those can all be signs that you may want to have an evaluation. And so we, we usually recommend that you see an audiologist mm-hmm. um, to have a, a hearing test. Um, audiologists usually have a doctorate. Um, or a master's in audiology, and they've gone to intensive training on how to evaluate and diagnose hearing loss and then treat it. Um, so that's usually the first step is to, to go for an audiologist. And that's when you sit in the soundproof room with the that's little headphones That's when you go on. to the sound booth mm-hmm. with the headphones and listen for I want one of those beeps. rooms, by the way. Yeah? I want one of those rooms in my house. For naps. Oh, it'd be great. That's in my um when I was doing my dissertation work I had a booth with a recliner in it. I took a lot of naps on Saturdays in there. I could it's imagine. Very nice. Very nice. So at this point, <laughs> yeah. so they you've gone through the test, you've raised your hand and you heard the sure. beeps and so forth, and they said, Well, Mr. Ramsey, you've lost, you know, forty percent of your hearing in your right ear or seventy percent or whatever. Mm-hmm. What's the next step? I mean, what can you do to treat that? Yeah, so usually at that point the audiologist would recommend what they think would be appropriate mm-hmm. for you. Um sometimes it's, you know, we'll see that there's some hearing loss, but hearing aids might not be the first thing we jump to. Really? Um, it just depends on the severity and the right. type of hearing loss. Um, you know, in testing, if we see that, oh, this hearing loss is caused by uh, ear infection that you mm-hmm. have, we're not going to jump to hearing aids. We're going to treat the ear infection instead. Right. Um, but if it's determined that, you know, it's a longstanding hearing loss, a sensory neural hearing loss, then we might talk with you about um, hearing aids or oral rehabilitation, which is our fancy word for um, communication strategies. Yeah. <laughs> so we do a lot of counseling on how to communicate better and how to hear, how to use the hearing that you have. Um, but then hearing aids is definitely one of our go-tos for folks who have a, a long-term hearing loss um, in a certain degree. Definitely as well. Of course, right now we are talking with Dr. Sarah Fawcett and Denise Lafferty. They were with the Mind Center, and we've been talking a little bit about not only they're doing a great research study called Achieve, but also basic hearing loss. And, of course, if you have any questions for us and like to give us a call, it's 877-672-6474, or you can, of course, call us at 877-MPB-RING. You know, we, we've talked about um, how everything from hearing aids to, to things like that can hearing aids help prevent and slow cognitive loss? Do you think that's a nice... I mean, so that's a question that we don't know the answer to. And that's why you're studying it. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the things we're looking at. Mm-hmm. So we know that there's this relationship between cognitive decline and hearing loss. Right. We don't really know if we can affect that relationship at all. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we have some research that's looking to see um, if we can treat hearing loss or improve hearing, um, which would hopefully increase social isolation or improve social isolation and increase socializing um, that maybe we'll see a, a turnaround on that. And we really don't know. Yeah. Um, it, it stands to reason that there would be a, a positive change there. Um, but we've got to find out. Yeah, I would think conventional wisdom would think, you know, if you can't hear, then suddenly you, you might get more depressed. And if you get more depressed, you, you don't want to go out. And right. yeah, I could see how that would happen. We were um, talking earlier about risk factors for dementia, and um, hearing loss is actually the the has the highest risk for dementia out what? of some of the modifiable risk factors that were um, talked about in this recent uh, review that was done. So they identified nine risk factors for dementia. Yeah, um, those were smoking, depression, physical inactivity, social isolation, diabetes. Hearing loss, yeah. hypertension, uh, 
obesity and low level of education. So of all of those, um, hearing loss had the biggest impact. Really? So they felt that if you prevented or erased, eliminated hearing loss, that it would reduce about 9% of our new dementia cases. Nine, and that's 9%. huge. 9%. That's huge. Yeah. All of those combined, I think they were at about 35% of dementia cases would be reduced if those were eliminated. And I mean, if anybody's so ever gone to this, they know that that's a huge economic right? difference too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So it's um, definitely something that we're interested in finding out what we can do. Wow. So we, we've got John. We're going to get John on in a half second here as soon as Michelle's. She's like, oh, my God, the calls are coming in like crazy. Yeah, that's, you know, it's funny because of all those symptoms, and I've heard all of them, but I never thought about hearing loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't we don't know if treating it, yeah. if, if treating it's going to make the same impact or yeah. if it's like it needs to have not happened in the first place. That's we why you're sure. doing the study. Yep. We're going to find out. Isn't hopefully. that funny how studies will help solve stuff like that's that? That's why I love my job. Yeah. Because I get to ask questions and then figure out how to answer them. And... Well, I'm glad you love your job because that way you came on the show today. <laughs> there you go. That's even right? better. When we're going to continue talking a little bit, we're going to take a final break. And when we return, we'll wrap up our conversation with Dr. Sarah Fawcett and Denise Lafferty. Plus, we have a couple of phone calls to get to as well. Because if you do have a question and like to join in on that conversation, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-6474. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Can't get to a radio? Well, don't worry. MPB Think and Music Radio are available online and on our MPB public media app. It's simple. Just log on to our website at mpbonline.org to get started. This is MPB Think Radio. Donating your change to MPB just got better. Visit mpbonline.org support. Change donors are now change sustainers with instant benefits like passport streaming video and home delivery of our fine-tuning program. If you'd like to give a set amount every day, now you can. Donations are charged directly to your card, which means you can earn points and a tax deduction. Visit mpbonline.org support and become an MPB change sustainer today. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. Today we've been talking with Dr. Sarah Fawcett and Denise Lafferty with the Mind Center about their new research study called Achieve, about hearing loss, about dementia. There's been a lot of topics uh, we've thrown around today. And, of course, if you'd like to give us a call, Please do. We'd love to hear from you. 877-672-6474, or that's 877-MPB-RING. And John just did just that from Mobile. John, welcome to the show. What's your question or comment for our guest today? Thanks for taking my call. Um, I only recently heard about the um, uh, connection between uh, depression, uh, or I'm sorry, hearing loss, and uh, dementia and depression. But could you devote a little bit of uh, time the remaining time to talking about the problem of tinnitus, if there's anything you can do about it, and about the cost of hearing aids, because um, I know that there are some uh, less expensive hearing aids on the market. They, they're real hearing aids, I understand, and I can't afford to devote like between three and $8,000 per ear for a hearing aid. So this is a, a great development for some people. Can you talk about that and whether they're a good idea. Okay, thanks. So first you asked about tinnitus. Um, and tinnitus we generally define as ear noise, <laughs> sounds that you hear in your ears that you know is not actually coming from the yeah. environment. And um, sometimes people will hear tinnitus that is um, common to everyone. We all have this spontaneous tinnitus where we hear, you know, a really high-pitched ringing that might last for 10 seconds or so and then go away, mm-hmm. and that might happen once a month. And that's that's normal. Um, but some folks have that that sticks around longer, and so they'll have chronic tinnitus where Basically, if you're in a quiet room, you can hear your yeah. ears ringing. Um, and that, that can be very bothersome, as you could imagine. Um, and so I, I like to always approach tinnitus with letting people know that there's hope. 
(laughs) It is not something that is going to irritate you and bug you for the rest of your life um, if you seek treatment for it. So um, that, again, could be an audiologist. Um, Sometimes an audiologist will bring in a psychologist to even help with some of the more um, behavioral effects and and the aggravation that it can cause. Mm -hmm. Um, At UMMC, we've actually got a specialist that treats tinnitus um, and works with patients that have tinnitus. Um, That would be Christopher Spankovich. He is at the um, ENT clinic at UMC. Um, So, yes, there's absolutely hope. There's things that you can do. Um, The first thing I always recommend is don't be in quiet. That's when you notice it, so get out of it. Okay. So, you know, sometimes people are afraid that, well, if I hear noise all the time, I don't want to put noise in my environment. That's going to aggravate it, but it actually helps um, so keep the radio on at a low volume. It doesn't have to be loud enough to drown it out, but um, having some kind of noise in the environment so you're not in quiet, that can reduce some of the aggravation for sure. So listen to MPB. Absolutely. There yes. You Just leave it on 24-7 and you're going to be fine. So you're he, and he had a good question about hearing aids. Yes. Is it really? Because I, I think one of the saddest moments is when somebody loses a hearing aid. Yeah. Because they're kind of like, I just lost like several thousand dollars. (laughs) Well, a lot of the hearing aid companies will actually provide a replacement. Will they really? Uh Uh-huh. So don't be afraid when you lose it. Contact your audiologist who fit you, and hopefully they can get that squared away. Um, Hearing aids can be pretty expensive. Yeah. um, And there is certainly a wide margin in prices. Right. I always recommend that someone goes to an audiologist. So that would be someone with an AUD or an MS Mm -hmm. in audiology. Um, for hearing aids, and they can usually talk through the price options and and find something that works with the budget. A lot of clinics will have payment plans. Right. Um, I don't very often recommend someone to go to uh, Walgreens and pick up you know a little over the counter device. Yeah. Unless you've got a little over the counter problem, think about it like glasses. Yeah. You okay. know, if you're going to get your readers, then that's that's kind of the same idea. Right. So going for an evaluation and treatment from an audiologist. We've got Theo on the line. Hello, Theo. What's your comment or question today? Uh, Just similar question about the tennis. uh, When I do the online test, uh, you can do an audio test online, and I hear the bass up to about 3,500 hertz, and then it goes away. And then at 6,000 hertz, it comes back and goes all the way up to 10K. Just curious if that's the tennis that you're talking about or... Um, that's a pretty common pattern that we see with folks who have got noise exposure. Have you been in the military or hunting or anything? Well, I hunted when I was young. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that um, isn't necessarily related to tinnitus. It can be. So tinnitus and hearing loss can go hand in hand. Both of them are symptoms of damage in the auditory system. Um, so sometimes people have both. Sometimes people have one or the other. Okay. We're just curious. Thank you very much. Hey, Theo, thank you so much for calling. Appreciate it. Okay, we're going to go back to Achieve real quick. I mean, obviously, it's hard to get into the nuts and bolts of the study at this point. But that said, there's a lot of people listening going, you know what, I fit that category. So why don't you go over it once again, how people can become involved and who are you looking for? Sure. So Achieve is looking for participants that are in the Jackson area. Um, I think the three counties we're really targeting are Madison, Hines, and Rankin. Um, But, you know, willing to come to UMC, uh, 70 to 84 years old. They are fluent in English, mm-hmm. have some hearing loss that they're not currently treating with hearing aids okay. or think they have some hearing loss. We'll screen for that right. so they don't have to know for sure. Um, and not living in a nursing home, so they're they're living at home. Um, and within that group, they would call uh, Tamika. Can I give the number? Oh, please do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Tamika is at 601-984-6654. And she will do a telephone screening with them. Oh, that's great. Um, So find out over the phone if it looks like they might meet the criteria. She shares a lot of information about what to expect and what what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if they pass that screening, you know, if it looks like they're going to be a good fit, then they'll come in for the in-person screening 
Um, and that's at the Mind Center at UMC. And Tamika's really good at directions. So that's, that's important. <laughs> and we have parking right in front of our clinic. You can look out the clinic doors and see our parking spots, which and is it, awesome. And if anybody's ever been to UMC, you realize that's gold. It is rare. Yes. That is gold. Yes. So you don't um, have to worry about fighting, you know, the parking garage. No, or like no parking garage. Right no. Well, how long None is the study going to run? So if I volunteered, how long would I be? Yeah. And how often would I be part of it? So um, we are keeping up with our participants for three years. Okay. Um, so at the very beginning, we offer the program that they're randomly selected for. So they'll be chosen for either the hearing program or a healthy aging education program. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know which one they'll get when they come in, and it doesn't have anything to do with their preferences or our preferences. It's just a random choice. Um, once they start with the program, they come in for four program visits. Okay. Um, and that's when we really deliver the meat of the, the study. And then we follow them every six months for three years. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And we do a full cognitive evaluation. Um, We do hearing testing. We have a lot of questionnaires that we go over with the participants just to get quality of life and health and history um, information. And then um, we've recently started an MRI study as part of Achieve. So they're offered to participate in the MRI um, where they, they get a report from that. So brain scan um, once at the beginning and once at the end. So that's a nice little... I kind of hate that I'm so young. Right? Because <laughs> I could use one of those. Uh, yeah. Can't we all? I know. So. Well, everybody everybody <laughs> keeps saying I could use one. They want to keep finding out <laughs> what's going on up there. Good question. Oh, this is exciting. And like you said, it sounds like you know a lot of studies, you can kind of see the benefit of the people who are doing the study. Mm-hmm. But this is one that's actually pretty cool for the people that are participating too. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, we learn so much from our participants and we're hoping that they're benefiting from it as well yeah. from, from doing one of the two programs. We really also find with this population, it's great just to have them come in. You know, they get to build a relationship with us. We get to hang out with them. Um, and, and that's invaluable. Well, so. you, you mentioned social isolation. Exactly. That's a real quick cure when you get yeah. to go hang out with our, my buds up at UMC. Yeah. UMMC, excuse me. I say UMC too. I know. I left, I left the M out. So, <laughs> um, well, anyway, I just, the Mind Center is fantastic. Congratulations on all the work that you're doing. Um, do you know who's going to be the next big concert or can. We do not yet know. Oh, you don't but know. But we will let you know as soon as we do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You probably know. You're just keeping it from me. I'm, maybe. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> On that, but say, home run. Cindy Lauper was apparently quite, quite good. Oh, loved she her. was fantastic. And it's so ama- interactive. She just does not age. No. She was doing acrobatics on the stage. Oh, that's incredible. She's like mm-hmm. in her 60s, and she looks like she's still the same age she was when I was like a kid. And that Absolutely. was a long time ago. Thank you for both thank of you, you coming in today. Thank I appreciate you so it as well. Much. I want to thank, of course, both of you for joining us today. And, of course, our guests, Sarah Fawcett and Audi, who's the audiologist, and Denise Lafferty, the chief operating and strategy officer with the Mind Center. Uh, if you missed part of the show or would like to hear past episodes, you can listen to our podcast on mpbonline.org slash now you're talking. Now you're talking to the production of MPB Think Radio and produced by the ever silent Michelle McAdoo today, who's not feeling well. Hope you feel better. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy Health and Fit with Josie Bidwell coming up next. Join us next week for Now You're Talking. Y'all have a good week. We'll see you next Monday. <laughs>